0: Listener Production. Hello, and you are very welcome to another episode of Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today you've got me, Ellen Fidian, and we are trying on fast fashion for size. Why is it a problem, and what do you think you know about it? Have you heard the phrase fast fashion before? There are some circles where it's ubiquitous and some circles where it would get you a totally blank look. Fast fashion is not winged helmets and streamlined jumpsuits, although I kind of wish that it was. And nor is it something that's only relevant to runway and Instagram addicts. After all, everyone wears clothes. At least, I hope they do in public. And most people chuck out clothes too. According to the Australian Fashion Council, the average Australian throws out nearly 15 kilograms of clothes every single year. The government estimate is even higher at 23 kilograms per year. That's a full suitcase for a domestic flight. So today, we're going to take a look at the environmental effects of fashion, do some myth-busting, and learn why that top you bought in primary school is still cool. In fact, it's probably the smartest thing in your wardrobe. (laughs) What is fast fashion? Fast fashion is a business and manufacturing model that relies on cheap clothes appearing on shelves quickly. The term was first used to refer to retailers like Zara and H&M, both of which started the technique in the early 2000s. If you bring new, low-cost collections into your shops every week or fortnight, then people will come in to check them out and buy stuff every week or fortnight, rather than every season. Now, boosted by the pandemic... Ultra-fast fashion websites like Shein and Boohoo are offering hundreds or thousands of new designs each day. But they're not the only culprits. Most big clothing retailers follow the same fast production tricks. It's huge, huge business. According to a McKinsey & Company report, global clothing production doubled between 2000 and 2014. Why is this a problem? Everyone needs clothes, so what's the issue with giving people cheap options? Part of the concern is ethical. You can pretty much guarantee that your $20 jeans cost more than $20 to make. So that means that someone else paid for them with free labour. Most of this work happens in poorer countries, with little oversight for worker welfare. According to the Clean Clothes campaign, a t-shirt that sells for €29 ends up with just €18 cents going back to the worker in Bangladesh who sewed it. At current exchange rates, that's 26 cents out of 42 Australian dollars. The other problem is environmental. According to the UN Fashion Alliance, the clothing and textile industry is responsible for 2-8% to of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. That makes it bigger than most countries, including Australia. The industry also uses 215 trillion litres of water each year, and these UN estimates are conservative compared to some others. Now, if we used every single thing we made until it faded away, this might not be such a big deal. But we don't. A 2020 review in Nature, Earth, and Environment suggests that somewhere between 10% and 30% of textiles are sent to waste before they even make it to buyers. There's excess from making the clothes, and then there's the clothing that doesn't get bought. Companies end up with millions, and sometimes billions, of dollars worth of unsold clothes. Burberry destroyed 90 million pounds, so 153 million Australian dollars, worth of unsold clothes in the five years to 2018. Meanwhile, H&M's green credentials include sending unsold clothes to a Swedish coal plant to burn for fuel. Then there's the stuff that gets bought but not worn. Again, according to that study, a lot of clothing is worn for an average of 3 to 3.5 years. The fabric lasts way longer than that, and it ends up in landfill. In short, we're making way more than we need, and it costs people and the environment. So we know the problem. Let's get into some myth-busting. Myth number one. It's buying cheap plastic. You might, at this point, be thinking that fast fashion is cheap, poorly made polyester clothes that get chucked out after one wear. And look, you're not wrong, but you're not capturing the whole problem there. Fast fashion is about speed, not substance. If you're throwing things out at a high rate to make space for new things, you're still contributing to landfill and pollution, even if the stuff you're buying is more ethically and environmentally made. Someone who buys a $10 polyester shirt and wears it for 10 years is causing less damage than someone who buys a pricey new organic cotton shirt every couple of months. The most sustainable clothing is the clothing you already own. Myth number two. Natural fibres break down naturally. Natural fibres, like cotton and linen, are more environmentally sound, and they do eventually break down. But they don't do it quickly. In 2001, some researchers dug some clothing out of a shipwreck that had been in the ocean for 133 years. And while they had degraded a bit, they were still recognisable. In truth, cotton tends to end up in landfill piles, just like plastic. And if it's burned, that vents more carbon into the atmosphere. Plus, natural fibres, while on average better than synthetics, still take a lot of water and energy to grow. Myth number three, it's automated. If you sew, or if you know someone who does, you might refer to it as handmade clothing. In reality, everything you wear is handmade. It's easy to forget about the people involved in producing clothes. We hear factory and think of a big, machine-based assembly line with maybe one or two people monitoring the system. But fabric is really too soft to be heavily automated. While laser cutting and some other technology can speed the process up, a clothing factory still has the same bones as a hobby sewing setup. Someone has to guide each little section of fabric through the machines, someone's got to line everything up, and someone has to trim the fabric at the end. Most of the people who do this are female. Myth number four. Donating and buying secondhand fixes the problem. Secondhand clothing is almost by definition better than new, but the op shop industry isn't a closed loop either. According to the Australian Fashion Council's rough estimate, between 60 and 70% of clothes donated to op shops each year end up exported overseas, mostly to Asia and the Middle East. Charities and secondhand stores do their best to sell things locally, but they just get sent too much. Ultimately, a lot of second-hand clothing ends up in landfill in poorer countries. Accra, a city in Ghana, receives about 15 million tonnes of second-hand clothes each week, about 40% of which is dumped immediately. If you look up Accra-used clothes, you'll see the giant piles of wasted fabric that loom over the port. So while it's definitely a good idea to buy second-hand, if you're regularly sending huge bags to op shops, you're not solving the problem that way. Myth number five, it's all our fault. The fashion chain is huge and complicated, and individuals shouldn't be shafted with the whole responsibility of fixing it. Government regulation and legislation is hugely important. Industry needs to take more responsibility for pollution, and retailers need to change their pricing systems to reflect the actual cost of making clothes. And if we all magically stopped buying clothes overnight, an industry that employs 300 million people would collapse. Actually, we almost saw that happen during the early months of the COVID pandemic. The most vulnerable people were usually the hardest hit. So focusing exclusively on personal shopping habits is not the solution to the fast fashion mess. But at the same time, myth number six, it's totally not our fault. You're only a very small part of the story, but you are a small part of the story. If people keep buying new things each week, then manufacturers will keep selling them. And if no one makes noise about fast fashion, then governments and industry won't act. So short of chaining yourself to Parliament House, what should you do? First and foremost is buying less. And when you do have to buy something, spend time thinking carefully about what you want and how it will be used. Look into renting clothes if you think it will only be worn once. It's often cheaper. Next is learning how to take care of your clothes. There are dozens of videos online on how to sew a button back or patch a tear, or take them to a tailor or cobbler to fix. When they're beyond repair, consider using the rags as dusters. And most importantly, talk to your friends about it. The ripple effect is an important part of environmentalism. We do what our peers are doing. If you're wearing something that's secondhand or over 10 years old, boast about it. It's impressive that you've managed to keep it that long. So that's why retro is back in style. We'll be back soon with more weird and wacky answers to life's questions. But in the meantime, you can head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next week for another Huh? Science Explained.